Shut up and sit down. Cyclist Tyler Hamilton had to explain why somebody else's blood was in his veins. He claimed a vanished twin absorbed by his body in the womb. The court didn't buy it. A Russian lab used a secret hole in the wall in an attempt to win Olympic medals, making this the first known example of a literal glory hole. Shenkov's cocktails of three different performance-enhancing drugs were, on his instructions, washed down by athletes with alcohol to shorten the detection period. Chivas for male athletes, vermouth for the ladies. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. I'm looking into blood doping. I think it will allow me to write jokes with greater intensity and for a longer period of time. Enjoy the podcast. Do they say, has Lance Armstrong ever tested positive? No. Has Lance Armstrong been tested? A lot. Wow. That is some confident lying. Remember, this is the man who looked America dead in the eyes and said, bicycling is a very cool sport, and we f***ing believed him. For as long as there's been science, people have used it to juice the human body. In the 1920s, a Russian-born French surgeon grafted thin slices of chimp testicles into people's scrotums, which was obviously ridiculous. These days we know you need a thick slice of chimp <laughs> testicles. That's when it starts to work. Hi, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Lance Hepler. Sir Lance, a lot the slow right here. In the house. In the house. Happy to be here. Slow or fast, we will take you however we can get Thank you. Thank you. Thank yep. you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> and you're looking good un- today, man. Unconditional love. You're looking good. Thank you. She's right, Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? We are getting some work done today. <laughs> Feverishly <laughs> typing away. <laughs> We're all just... I'm fully listening at this moment right now, but I should have a lot of news for my backpack. So I'm just going to talk for 40 minutes. Perfect. And That's then good. I'll just hope that that holds over for my lack of knowledge during the topic. <laughs> And that guy talking. What right is there. everybody drinking today? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Heaven Price. I'm, I'm sipping on a spindrift. We are all drinking something different. I'm not sure. How if that's many Red Bulls have you had today? <laughs> Honestly, it's it's three cups coffee. It's not oh, it's no Red Bull today. Different kind of caffeine. I'm, gotcha. trying, I'm going the reverse Lance approach. I'm cycling <laughs> off energy drinks to coffee. Just straight to coffee. <laughs> yeah. That Excellent. Could work for you. All right, let's talk about some backpedal. Um, Matt, I'm going to save sure. you, you. No, I'm going to save these two jokers over here to, <laughs> yeah, to our left and right. Oh, yeah, just want to talk. What did you all, do this past week, All Matt? I did was bike, break my rear derailleur hanger, oh, and <laughs> drag it on the ground <laughs> and almost get killed <laughs> oh, no. in the middle like of the road. Like you do, yeah. And, yeah, my rear wheel came to a complete stop, and I did not fall over. And then I immediately took the bike. I walked it home. half a mi- It was only half a mile. And I put it directly on the back of my car, texted Jake, and I said, Hey, what you doing? <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> what you doing? Hey, are you doing? <laughs> I came in here and it was absolutely swamped. That was on Friday. Yeah, it was. And, but we put it together. Yeah, and uh, it's functional. I rode it yesterday. Just your road bike. It's a road bike. Yeah. Good. And uh, yeah. Good it's, times. It's uh, bikes are bikes are fun. <laughs> I still think I still think that people should go Ultegra over Shram Force. That you is, do? Yes. I have decided that. It is decided. 
<laughs> my my hanger's still perfectly attached to my bike though. Yeah, so. yeah. as yeah. is mine. Evan, do you have any problems with your SRAM force? Mm, no. No. It's pretty good. Uh, wait, wait. I will say I once dropped the front chain ring in the two years I've had that bike now. Wait, once. but it's a one by, isn't it? No. Uh, no, not on my road bike. On your road bike. Yeah, that was also bike. my fault because I was going up a very steep climb and shifted under I pressure. Still, so. I still yeah. dropped my chain. Even yesterday? Mm -hmm. Yep. Huh. How many times have you dropped your chain in the last two years? Um, All. Well, he's had that bike for a little over a year now. I've had the bike for a year. I've probably dropped it 50 times. Okay, so Jeez. I've dropped it once in that once. time period. You've yeah. dropped it 50. We've spent some okay. time working on that thing, too. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's no, been I, a booger. It yeah. might be worth a phone call Yours, over to uh, SRAM. Your, your force doesn't drop. I don't. I don't. I kind of don't believe you. That's really how. Doesn't. That's I how convinced. My swords yeah. only dropped once. Really. Yeah. It didn't drop once during the Everesting too, and there was a lot of opportunities for it. So. Yeah. We've had a couple people that have well, not a couple like you and one other person that have had problems. Um, the other person is riding a trek, and he has perpetual problems with chain drop. And I have gone through it with a fine tooth yeah. comb, and we can't figure out what in the world's going on there. And then we've had God dozens of other people that are just riding just fine. I've had zero issues with mine too. You don't have force. You have red. Thank you. And it's an older generation. Oh, red's, also red's true. great yeah. though. This is, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. If you gave me a choice, I go red. force or I red. I'll go red every time. On well, I have force on my <laughs> cyclocross. Yeah, bike. I know. <laughs> I thought that was red on the giant. Force. Is it? It's force on your oh. on your on your mountain bike? bike on my cyclocross. Oh, cyclocross bike. And no problem. No, one by though. One by. Yeah. I think the one by See, my one by axis red is, is stupendous, but that's yeah. Yeah. also I think not I would cheating, go so. <laughs> go one by. Yeah. But if I wasn't going one by, I would go Ultegra. Especially try I mean I would try the new Ultegra probably. Well you know what, Matt, next time I call SRAM, I've got phone calls that go into them pretty um regularly. I'll ask them. I'll let them know that I've got one guy in particular that's it's having weird some because he has the same bike. Yeah. Like yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's quite a few people that have the same bike. The same bike. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't know. Well, that aside, I still think that SRAM is a better product than the, the Ultegra Di2 11-speed really? stuff. That's just my personal opinion. We but haven't seen the 12-speed stuff yet. Not yet. Maybe sometime in the next but five years we'll see that. Yeah. <laughs> my 11-speed Ultegra is like shifts like its yeah. job. Like that's its job. Because it is its job. <laughs> that's its job. <laughs> we'll look into that for you. Anything else happened this past week? Um, swimming? No. Nothing big. I ran for the first time. One mile with dash. I liked I liked that I pace thing for your for your <laughs> ankle. That was, was wonderful pace. I think it's the first time I've run in like four weeks or three weeks. Whenever the Columbia Good. River run was. Yeah. The three weeks ago. Three, three or four weeks. That's a great question. And, three or four weeks ago. Uh, yeah, we ran through the woods, which is what he wanted to do, and then we <laughs> ran by this house that of they called the Mansion House the by woods. Jake's house. Yep. With the secret door. That was the big thing. Oh. And uh and that's what he wanted to do, so that's what we did. Cool. Dash is the six-year-old he's my youngest, youngest. kid yeah oh he's six yeah. he's six yeah yeah love that <laughs> yes um i'll backpedal real quick just to get out of the way N not a fantastic week um for anything oh, uh, but, but you and i both have not missed any days we have not so i've stayed so consistent i'm still rocking and rolling with that um, you take any days off at all since you're no so you're oh you're rolling it yes yeah. he's at like three you're almost at 400 Today will be 391. Yeah. 391. That, that's a lot of trainer rides, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, it yeah. works. I mean, it's an hour of mm -hmm. exercise, but there's a lot of trainer rides in there because my shoulder's stupid. It's yeah. like I'm like this I rode my gravel bike yesterday. Nothing egregious, nothing, right. nothing technical, nothing about it. And it was just an hour and a half ride. And I totally am feeling it today. And it's, it's, Where'd I don't you know. Go? Did you just go out? Just the, 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 the standard, normal, typical, easy dike, whatever. heritage, lacrimis out towards the dike and back. So, hour and a half. And it's we dumb. Need, we need to get you back doing steroids and strength training here. 
Ster- back to steroids? I was just assuming <laughs> since you were in California, I just assume everybody in California, in California steroids. steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to move back to California <laughs> then. Yeah. I don't know. I, a cortisone shot would be fantastic because I think that would give me some relief. But in the end of the day, the shoulder still doesn't work. It sucks. So. Anyway, I don't want this. This isn't shoulder talk. So shoulder. <laughs> this talk. is shoulder talk. With Followed <laughs> up by mustache talk. <laughs> Everybody has facial cross mustache and yeah. shoulders. Oh, we, we did do the last official flogging. Right we on did Thursday. the last. That yeah. was yeah. a blast. Did you know that we did twenty-seven of those this year? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's awesome. That is a, that's a good ride. Yeah, and then we've got uh, an encore version of it coming up this week. I don't know if Which you guys is got the chill invoice. pace, right? I saw that. I didn't chill, chill until we hit the, the lake. Oh, great. And it's not <laughs> chill pace. We are just going again. Going again. Hey, ask Paul. He'll tell you. It's how we get our intervals in for the week. But <laughs> What's the true. deal with the bonus one? Or is this like a... It's There's not going to be individual groups. So normally it would be goes. four different groups, A, B, C, and D. And everybody would be spaced out by five minutes. And that, that pacing worked really well to get to everybody get everybody to the regroup at about the same time. Mm-hmm. And then we would leave and everybody would kind of come back together. And if you got dropped and you just kind of came back on your own... Uh, you know, ability levels or your pace, and it was all fun. So and this one's going to be different because everyone's just going to go we're together. All gonna we're, together. We're all going to leave at the, the same ch- time. This is the chance for the C group to show you guys what's up. Yeah. yeah. We've been yeah. sleeping this <laughs> whole time. <laughs> <laughs> lay it down on us. We are going to lay the smack down yeah. for sure. So everybody's yeah. going to leave at the same time at 5.40 p.m., and if you're feeling like you need a little bit of a handicap or a little bit of extra time, you can come out and leave a few cool. minutes early, and we'll chase that little carrot all the way up that. to the, the regroup. So... Um, other than that, yeah, it was just another standard week. It was spicy. The the flogging ride was still quite Holy spicy. Holy cow, yes. Yeah. I, I was dropped. wondering if you were going to take it easier because you had your race. No. 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 I went I went full gas. Well, not completely full gas, but I still got dropped by, by the like front five fast guys, you and a bunch of PA, PA, POA guys. And, and Paul. Paul. Paul was up there pushing the pace, Paul's too. He had attacked and it. attacked again and like attacked like five more times. Just kept crashed, going hard. I crashed on the way to the vlogging, right? <laughs> oh. the on your mountain bike? bike? On the mountain bike. bike. I told you. That's, a, that's an interesting choice yeah. of bike for that ride. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I rolled in there with that mountain bike and everyone yeah. was like, ooh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> Lance, did you happen to check your normalized power getting to the school? Um, for the, the first regroup to the school was 310 for Ooh. me, which well, is really quite that high. was your MP or average? That was my average. Your average, okay, yeah. that's pretty high. It's, it's, it's legit for that first 25 minutes yeah, or whatever. That, that whole pace all the way up there was just breakneck, so yeah. anyway, that was a good week, fun times. Cool. Evan Price, you said you got some stories to tell. Tell we got we, we got some non cycling stories. Oh, here. Lance, we'll get you in about 40 minutes here. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna take a nap. There was the I forget the man's name, but it was the the it's dedicated to somebody, but the somebody runnery at oh. Hudson's Bay Cross Course, which okay. is a run around Hudson's Bay track in the dirt, the concrete. There's a hay bale jump over and a steeplechase oh, style jump real over. Real cross country. Now the old guys decided that the hay bales were way more welcoming for me than trying to jump over a water pit, so I chose the hay bale <laughs> route personally. Okay. Yep. And the course for the old guys, not even the old guys too, because there were some high schoolers racing with us, but um, it was a 3.8, I think, 3.6 kilometer course. It's a weird distance. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason they do that is because they give us one less lap than the high schoolers and another lap gets you to 5K. So uh, They should just run 5K. That's what I'm thinking. What, do they think we can't handle that? Uh, I mean, I'm glad they didn't because by the <laughs> end of that race, I was like, that's fine. I don't need another lap. <laughs> so you went hard. 
Uh, oh yeah. So this this was going to be my last hard run before I'm racing this weekend in the Best in the West Triathlon, which that's I am weekend. making an A race because I'm only racing this and maybe one other half Ironman this so year. So that's this weekend and also Maple Valley. Yes, and Maple the Valley. Weather conditions look fantastic. It's going to be rainy. Where it's is be Best in the West? Oh, cold. Best in the West is in Sweet Home. Or okay, or so like in, in, in Willamette Valley, Oregon, middle of nowhere, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. like kind of nearish Salem. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like okay. Sa- Salem is that. Well, uh, Albany is technically yeah. the closest city, okay. but that is but it's, a it's, strong word to call Albany it's a city. Up the so. canyon from <laughs> yeah, Albany. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The now this is one of my favorite course lineups I've ever seen. This is about a three thousand foot elevation gain on the bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think over a thousand on the run. Oh, this is good for you. Oh, it's just a brutal course. It's this is hard. I, I very brutal course. <laughs> I remember yeah. thinking that that one hurt. Yeah, this one's gonna sting bad. Um, there will be one other pro racing there. So technically, this is a pro race in my opinion. This is a, <laughs> between you a and the other two. guy. This is. A, <laughs> yeah. It is. Except for you guys will be separated the whole time. Yeah, yeah, because uh, so Andy Kruger is the one who I will be racing. He already beat me at Columbia River in the Olympic distance, mm-hmm. and. He proved there that he can swim significantly faster. Not, not just kind of fat. Like we yeah. are, we are in different planets of swim fitness. He is a lead pack Ironman pro type swimmer. I am not. So you have I, to catch him on the climb. I will be chasing him all day and <laughs> yeah, fully plan on making him nervous as possible. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you catch him, it'll be on the run. Yeah, or if I just decide to really go hard on the bike, like really, really hard, because it, it's a very spicy bike. So there's going to be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll I'm see. Kinda, I'm feeling it's a pretty bike course. You go out, there's like this covered bridge, if I remember correctly. That's why I hear people talk about. Yeah. You might like do a turnaround there. It's been a long time. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for the for, for the bike course. It seems like it's a lot of fun. Very spiky though. So that'll be a blast. But going back to the cross country race was my last mm-hmm. tough workout for the day or for this build. Well not the to- I did a tough bike workout the day after. But uh we did the me and Josh went and raced the community race before the high schoolers race and it was um did you break five on the first mile yeah yeah we went out you were sub five the whole was like 457 uh i think 457? my average came out to 504 or 505 i think but um it was a it was a tough but fun course there's a lot of turns so it was a real good cross-country course um it was mixed between concrete and grass i'd actually almost rather it had been just on grass it was weird going from yeah. grass to concrete and back and forth Which and shoes uh, did you wear I just wore my endorphin pros. I just wore like my racing flats, basically. Okay. Um, but there was a kid who me and Josh have been training with named Nicholas Marty, who is unbelievably strong in the area. He's going to be racing for Lewis and Clark this year, cross country. And um, he will generally smoke us in 400s on the track. And I was thinking the same thing was going to happen on this cross course. But he goes out in the first mile, maybe 453, four. I was a little bit mm-hmm. off of him. And he takes a little bit of a wrong turn at one point. He goes. Did you yell at him or were you like. Hey, I tried hey, to. Hey, and he was joking wrong. with me after the race. He's like, I did not. He's like, you did not yell at me. I was like, hey, I did. Hey, wrong, <laughs> wrong turn. Wrong turn. It was, oh, hey, kid. keep going. You're I doing will admit, great. It was not. It was not <laughs> a loud. It was not a loud. Hey, you're going the wrong way. Oh, you can't hear me. All right. Well. So he flips around, probably loses about 10 seconds, which is the exact time he lost by. So I know I would not have won this race if he had gone the right way. But. <laughs> Being the savvy old guy I am, I paid attention to the course map before the race. The so <laughs> son, you got to pay attention to the course map, son. <laughs> so he is reeling me in the rest of the race, but was able to hold him off just barely. Poor Josh got nipped at the line by him. So oh, Nicholas chased Josh all race and then nipped him right at the line. <laughs> but we got him at the end where 
he thought we were joking, but me and Josh were going to do tempo 5K right after the race. We're like, that's what we do because we race half Ironmans, yeah. and the 5K is not our goal. So we, he he thought we were joking. We're like, no, Nicholas, you're coming with us onto the onto the track. And he was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm I guess we're doing this now. And this is where the old guys got him. We we wore him down there towards that's, the end. But uh, 5K is you know it's getting up there, and he yeah, that's you it was fun. Big mega miles. What was your 5K on the track? Like 520 pace felt good. Good. Yep. I think I'm ready to try and run really fast on a tough course. So. Yeah. Yep. You're ready for it. Ready for it. Like it. Gonna have it's fun. A, it's a tough course. It's not. Yeah. Fast. It's not a fast course. No. 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 This is not. If I go sub four on this something, I missed a turn or somewhere. Like there's no way I'm going sub four on this course. But <sighs> be flying on that course. Yeah. But and it's gonna be fun. And the weather conditions are gonna be. You just yeah. need to be careful in the rain on the bike. And yeah, yeah, we're like expecting rain Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like thunderstorm Sunday. on Saturday. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, uh, is it Thursday too? I thought it was Friday. Maybe it's just Friday. Oh, but please we got, tell me that's the truth. <laughs> we got some. We got some rain coming. Actually, we should. Go tis for the a season. Thursday. Thursday yeah. Skip out of work, everyone. Hey, there mm-hmm. you go. You should I'll rain next year, visor. I I will for okay. sure. Yeah. Or I I honestly do pretty well in the rain without. I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff carbon, I'm probably gonna flip up the visor and all. I'll see yeah. if it's raining. I don't okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. That it. That is all for me. Cool. That wasn't 40 minutes. Oh, it's definitely going to be storming <laughs> on Saturday. That sucks. Hey, Lance. Oh. Yeah. You raced your bike. I did. But first, yes, I am still up on the uh, dialed 100. That again. As is my wife, Brandy. I have what? seen that, and nice. she is killing it. She is killing it. She's. Did she have a run-in with a dog or something like that on a bike ride? Um. I don't An think so. An off-leash dog or something like that? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> We were we were riding on a trail around the Sun Valley area, and somebody had a puppy, and we were we were um, the the guy was off the trail and had the dog sitting, and I went past first. Piper, our dog, was running with us. He was riding with us, so I go past first. Piper goes past, and the dog, his dog, bolted out right as Piper went past, and Brandy was right behind Piper. So, boom, she drilled his she, puppy. The puppy? Oh. Yeah. Is the puppy okay? Is the puppy like, uh, Yeah, it like, and then yeah. like took off, and the guy ran after her, and then she just like cowered. We couldn't tell. We, st- we stick around for like 10 minutes saying, hey, is he okay? Is everything okay? What do we need to do? And he, the, the owner wasn't really responding to us, so we finally just- Was he embarrassed, or was he upset about his dog, or was it I both? I think he was upset about his dog. Gotcha. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't our fault. No. But yeah, the but dog was off leash. The dog was off leash. Yeah. But so was our dog off leash. But Piper's yep. not a dog. <laughs> Piper. She's Wonder Pup. <laughs> she's, she's she had no interest in the other dogs. She's like, no, it's all she, business. She right doesn't now. care about she other dogs. She cares care about, about dogs. She cares yeah. about Lance, Brandy, and squirrels. Yes. Yeah. She just wants to run with us and, and then chase squirrels. What if there's squirrels? a squirrel and you guys are like going together? Squirrel. Like, on the I I. Keep my remote, and she gets a beep. She gets a beep if she takes off. Okay, and we've we've had her so, take off before, and so just beep my her. dog when when she's running with Kristen, it's all business. No other dogs, no nothing. Sometimes there's like a rabbit, like a little bit of interest there, but like it's business time. <laughs> that dog did like I don't remember. 15 miles or something this weekend. Oh, my God. Wow. I, like, I feel like Piper's the most under underappreciated member of your household. No, Matt, Piper, Pepper, Pepper. Matt, Pepper, my God. I'm oh, sorry, Pi- sorry. Pepper, Piper, Pepper, Pepper, Piper, Pink Pepper. Pink Pepper. Okay, so Pepper. Underappreciated? Pepper is very underappreciated. Yes, she is. Because as Cassie and I have gone over to your house, there's a lot of down talking of this poor dog, mostly from Mr. Legrand. It's actually all from Mr. Legrand. Everybody else has a full appreciation of this dog. Matt does not. Yeah. 
Oh, that's too funny. It's funny with this streak. We're trying to keep the streak alive. Yep. My wife, Brandy, tomorrow she's going river rafting with a bunch of her friends, and she's going to be gone from 4 a.m. Oh, until wow. like 10 p.m. Oh wow! And get one of those. River, she get up at three o'clock, ride on Zwift. Her major concern was. How am I going to get my ride in? Get so one of those river she, bikes. 10.30 to 11.30 <laughs> before midnight, and then just fall asleep for 10 hours. She told me, this is her plan. She she has a soccer game tonight. She won't get home till like 10.30 or 11 oh, o'clock she's gonna in the soccer game. She's going to ride at like 12.01. You know what she can that do? That is awesome. She's going to get on the right train at 12.01. I've heard 11 to midnight. Take a quick break. Just stop the... Press the stop button. Stop and ride from twelve to one. Right, twelve to one. Wow, I think she's out cool. riding right now, probably. So oh she gets. Gosh. Yeah. You're Medication. awesome, Brandy. Yeah. So cool. Brandy's. I got to nothing like river rafting on two hours of sleep. I don't know what I'm going to do in Boston for biking. Yeah, you're going to be in Rent the. You're going to be in the hotel on the fitness yeah, room in I can the do hotel. That. Yep, that's Sounds what you're gonna do. Super fun. Sometimes those fitness bikes in those rooms are actually super nice. When we stayed in the Marriott in Des Moines, that was like the nicest really? hotel room fitness bike. It was like better than any gym bike I've ever. I was been thinking on. about like doing They're those fine. little, you know, like day rental, you know, like yeah, the that'd city be bike. Yeah, just rent do a city that. bike. I think Don't sit in the hotel room and do that. <laughs> we were, we fun. were, we were. Where were we? We were in like Florida or something, and and it was like too hot. We weren't gonna ride, so yeah. we we had had a hotel this night so that we could do laundry. This was the point. Of the yeah. end. Hotel, and so we went to the fitness room to ride the um, stationary bikes. No stationary bikes in the fitness room. They had like two treadmills, and we're like, "Oh, I guess we're riding outside." Oh, so anyway, that happened. Okay, I'm going long here. Yes, um, on with the back pedal. <laughs> on to the back pedal. Yes, I raced my bike. There was a cyclocross race in Redmond, Oregon, which was right next to Bend. Um, it was kind of touch and go whether it was actually going to happen because we have wildfires in yeah. the West right mm -hmm. now. And the AQI, the smoke index in Bend was over 300 all week long. Yeah. And so 300, we, those are big numbers. Yes. I mean, it's unhealthy over 150. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's unhealthy to everybody over 150. I think yes. over 100 is sensitive groups. Correct. Do you remember this? Yeah, we all like got this major. Yeah. Yeah. We all got an AQI education last year. Uh -huh. Yes, we did. I loosely remember and, this. And I believe this will be our normal for did the you know, next. One of my patients was telling more. me like Beijing like sits in the 200s. Yes. Just like all the time. Yes. How do you Don't live you there? Don't you remember when they have the. The Olympics? Yeah. And they were talking about how poor the air quality was. That'd be awful. People yeah. are wearing masks uh, for events in the Olympics in Beijing. Yeah. In, in Beijing, live in a respirator. If you own a car, depending on the last yeah, time of day. number, no, depending on the last number of your license plate are the days of the week you're allowed to oh, drive that's your what it car. Is. It's the days of the week, yeah. If you have really? A, yeah. Yep. If you have an odd like number, you can only... Ride, drive your car on odd number of days. That's one of the things. Let's implement that do. in the U.S. Because unless unless you have a lot of money, and then they don't care. <laughs> you, get a, you get another car. Yes. With another license <laughs> with plate. An even number and an odd number. <laughs> Crap! Both my cars have odd numbers. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. This is get get another one. Just keep buying. <laughs> anyway, so the AQI was bad all week, but there was a wonderful rainstorm that came through on Friday and basically cleaned the air out in in the Redmond area. So we were looking at numbers under 100 for race day, oh, which good. was fantastic. Um, the course was at the fairgrounds, which was a fantastic spot to hold a race because there was all this parking. There was tons of room. There just wasn't any elevation game anywhere and not much 
technical stuff for a cyclocross race. They had us go through some sagebrush sections, which was kind of cool, and like through some barns and. They That's picked cool. like the muddiest spots on the in the rodeo grounds so that we could like have some mud, but it warmed up too nicely on Saturday and all the mud dried up. So oh, God. it ended up being a pretty flat and fast course. So that was kind of crazy. Rodeo rodeo grounds. On the rodeo grounds. Did you wear like cowboy hat? We there were actually it's called Can Chaser like for the barrel yeah, racers yeah, yeah. going around cans. Yeah. And they were supposed to have a um like a, a barrel racing demo in between like oh, wow. the morning races and the afternoon races. But the horse had been outside all week and they're like, he can't Ooh. take any more smoke. And so we're not going to, so the demo got canceled. Ah, oh, man. So the smoke killed the King chaser camp <laughs> demo. I raced the 50 plus age group. Um, for whatever reason, we go at 9.30 in the morning. It's the second race in the morning, so it was very early. The course was much wetter when I went, so mm-hmm. it was slower. Sure. It sounds like a good excuse. Keep going. <laughs> what else you got? Well, just compared to the lap times, looking at the lap, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Any more excuses? Okay. <laughs> so there were like 18 or 19 people in my field, in a 50-plus field, and we it, it started with this big grass section, and there were there were five of us that ended up getting away, and all five of us like just from the gun from the gun, like halfway through the first lap, there were five of us who gapped basically the rest of the field by a couple minutes, and all five of us basically <clears throat> stayed together the entire time. Did we like just in a sprint? It it right up until the very last lap when everything just ramped up and kind of people went for it. So it was. It was super fun racing because it's five guys that we've been uh, doing things, you know, that I've been racing for oh, quite a while. Everyone. So we kind of all know each other and we, we know everyone. <laughs> but it was it was funny. It was such a long, flat, grassy section that nobody, we all knew, we're not gonna we're not gonna get away. Right. We're not, nobody's yeah. gonna get away if somebody attacks in this point because we're all just kind of riding together. It just made for really kind of exciting racing. But the tactic style. Yes, it was. There were some tactics. I ended up um, not. I, I ended up fourth. So not bad. The the last lap rolled around, and I just could not quite hang with the guys who like took off a bit harder, and so I ended up fourth, which was decent for me in that field. I think yeah. two weeks ago I was seventh in that field, so it nice. was a it was a bit of improvement. So there you go. It Moving should up. be. You didn't have any like flogging hangover, did you? No, no, no. My legs felt great. Good. Yeah, my legs felt great. I felt great. It was just, you know, in cyclocross, it's repeated efforts. You know, I can go 97% for a minute and a half, and then I can go 96% for a minute, and then I can go 97% for 30 seconds, and I only have, you know. So many bullets, yeah. So many bullets, and so by the time that last lap came around, I just couldn't quite hang with those guys who had better bullets. Yeah. Which is, but you already came on the record to say you're looking for fitness in the middle of October. Correct. We're still towards the beginning of September. Right you're doing just yeah. fine, yeah, dude. I'm, and I'm, you're showing the progress that you want to make. Yeah. That's I'm doing awesome. Just fine. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of super pleased with yeah. that. You don't want to be at your peak right now. No. We had a bunch of teammates out there. Uh, Chris Surratt came out, raced. He won his race. Had a boy, Chris. Uh, Paul first, I, he just stepped out, but, um, he freaking crushed it. I think he said he got sixth. He got sixth in the elites in the elite field. Yeah. Yes. And the elite race was super fun, super crazy. They had, they had four or five really fast guys there. Carl Decker was there. Some guy, Henry, 
our Hank um, that came over from Colorado. Um, he had showed up. Um, Ian Brown was racing. Oh, wow. Josh Kelly was racing. It, there was a bunch of big names there. Sure. Um, Felipe Nystrom. They all kind of came and laid it down. Car- in the very um, at the last lap, Carl Decker made a hard move to get away from Hank, the guy who was hanging with him, and gapped him by like three seconds. Came super hot into a corner, washed out his front wheel, no <laughs> went down and got past him, literally with like 10 seconds to go oh. in the race. Ouch. So That doesn't happen? Does he make it stick? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had it. He he had already made his move, and he that had him. That sucks. <laughs> and so I, you could even see the other guy was like, should I just let him have it? Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, I, you know, he was like, he waited for us. He hesitated, and then it was like, no. I, yeah, it's like, I didn't win the race. Carl lost <laughs> Carl, it. Carl yeah. lost the race. He didn't win. <laughs> So that was kind of exciting, but it was fun to watch Paul out there. He crushed it. John Hatfield came and raced twice. That's he, what I hear, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Laura Mullen was there. She won her race. Atta girl, Laura. Um, Good. Uh, we, uh, the whole Westfield clan was there. Jerry Pruitt came. Yep. Uh, we had, it was a great time. What was super nice is where we could put the team tents. I could actually park the van right next to the team tents, so... You know, Brandy was there. We had the van and all the stuff, and Piper is hanging out and watching the whole race. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was actually a great day. We had a really That's good fun. day hanging out at the race. It, the cyclocross was just fun to be around. That's awesome. So. Uh, Paul was telling me that he was kind of duking it out with a guy that was riding a mountain bike in the elites. Correct. And this guy was able to bunny hop all of the barriers Correct. on said mountain bike. Yep. Landon Farnsworth. Is that he, who it was? Okay. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. He's he's um he's a pretty legit racer. He yeah. Is, he's won a bunch of mountain bike races this sure. year. But he has been coming to the cross races and does he not own a cross bike and he's just riding a mountain bike because that's what he's got? No, he has a cross bike. He just thinks that it's that's faster he on has that a course. Gravel bike. They're not. We're not really following UCI rules at these no. little races, so yeah. you can kind of race whatever you want. And on a grassy, flat course that was not technical like this, yeah. the mountain bike was probably faster. Huh. But I, I don't know. He he kind of – Paul beat him. Paul Paul got around okay. him, which is fantastic. Let's so, go, Paul. Yeah, Paul, but Paul's very fit right now, so uh-huh. it, was, it was fun <laughs> to watch. So we just had – we had a fantastic time. It was all, it was all good. I I can't. There's more races coming up. The the race that's going to happen this weekend uh, is Corn Cross. It is uh it is generally it, it's in a great location in this guy's cornfield. Sure, that's a big one though. <laughs> it's a big one. I it's the it's the first one that's going to be closest to Portland. So yep. I'm guessing a lot of people will come. Yeah, and it's going to be rainy and wet Sloppy. and muddy. Yeah, which you'll like that actually. It, I, it might be I, good for you. I actually don't enjoy it but i do better yeah. oh yeah <laughs> the oh, more yeah. technical nastier it is the the better it is for me yeah yeah so that's the stuff that keeps me from going out and doing these <laughs> things or even attempting to do them i just can't like when it's muddy like that it's just like i i can't go down just can't so yes but it's sure is fun to watch you guys yeah so good times that's what's happened so that was my week i had nice. a great week that was fun cool um any news stuff that you're gonna? We're not gonna. Champ Bailey's still on vacation, but Champ's if, on vacation. Wow, yeah, he's, he's wow. around. Won a bunch of races in Britain. The Tour of Britain. There were yeah. five or six stages, and Wout Van Aert won four of them. And didn't win the overall somehow, right? Was he there? did win the overall. Oh, he did end up he winning. He did the overall. end okay. up winning the overall. Um, last day, he out sprinted 
Cavendish and yeah, I saw wow. it. Um, Love that. That's not about. I'm I'm still taking hot takes on that. Cavendish doesn't win a single stage in the Tour de France if he doesn't have the greatest lead out train. Right. If but if while if any of the other top six sprinters in the world are on that same lead out train, Cavendish doesn't win a single stage. So we do have the World Championships coming up, and we have Perry Roubaix also coming yeah. up. Oh, the wow. rescheduled Perry Roubaix. Um, uh, Matthew Vanderpool. He did a little race. It's this weekend and yeah. ended up winning it. He I out sprinted some some names to win that. He he's is been he feeling better since his crash. He has had back issues since he crashed. He says he's not Olympics. sure if yep. he wants to race Perry Bay, but he's it's gonna be it's gonna be close. Yeah. I hope he does. But yeah, yeah, because that's kind of his right. jam. The, yeah. the yeah. European Championships did happen. Um, and Cabrelli outsprinted Remco Evenpool. Yes. Remco Evenpool would continue to be one of my least favorite cyclists and will for the rest of his career. <laughs> he is a spoiled little brat and gets oh. the finish line. Tell us how you really feel. Oh no, he's he's awful. Like like the more and more stuff I hear about this kid, he is terrible. Listening to him in interviews, all this. He so Sonny Cabrelli is a widely respected and liked guy in the Peloton and has won the European Championships apparently like I'm going to get this wrong. It's like three or four times in its existence since like 2016. So like highly respected in this race. Remco is mad that Cabrelli's making him take pulls at the end, which like, duh, if you're Cabrelli, you're like, why would I take a pull? Because if the guys behind us catch us, I'm still going to win because I sprint. (laughs) So Remco is getting angry, getting angry. They get to the finish. Cabrelli out sprints him. Remco gets the finish line, lays his bike down, sits down and gives him a middle finger. Right after the race. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it gives oh, him the, the little, you know, hit your elbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. like tight middle finger thing. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, and if, if like, like Cabrelli's like on camera, like laughing. It's like, y- you can tell he just looking at him. He's like, you're a joke. Like, you oh, are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, you need to learn how to race, kid. That's, yeah. He's an amazing talent who I think will burn out at some point right. because he's not well liked and seems to be an issue. So. That's crazy. So happy that an Italian won the European Championship, though. Yeah. Go Sonny Cabrelli. Cool. Um, there also was Lodoja also happened this weekend. The yeah. Logan, Utah to Jackson, Wyoming race. It's a 203-mile road race. Jesus. Um, they had like three or four hours of rain, and so the first half of the race was a little bit ugly. Um, I actually don't know if there's a pro division and have no idea what happened to pro division, but our teammate, Andy Levine, ended uh-huh. up taking seventh place wow. in the wow. 50 job, 45 to 55 age group. Out of boy, Andy. Um, one of my good friends, uh, uh, Jason Woodland. Yeah, I saw that he was gearing up to do that. He took second in that same wow. field. So um, they did well. Um, in the previous age group, 35 to 45, a couple of our local guys, Alex Yale, Yale and Rob Tornai. And Rob Tornai took first and second. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so, I read the recap on that. That was pretty fantastic. Yep. Um, I think Alex Yale attacked with like six miles to go and stayed away. And, and Rob sat in the group waiting for uh, you know some sort of response to that to get a free ride up. Correct. So, um, and then out sprinted everybody the else. Filled the, the other seven guys and, yeah, won. So good for those guys, too. Yep. So. Cool. Any awesome. triathlon races? There hasn't been anything. Has yes. There? Uh, quiet? There was. Well, coming up this weekend, we're going to have well, better because yeah. there's 70.3 World Championships yeah. is coming up this weekend. That's a big one. Um, in St. George, Utah. Um, outside of that, there was uh, races all over for Ironman, but um, no like big, big pro races. Everybody's kind of gearing up for St. George. Yeah. Um, there was Super League racing, which was an absolute blast to watch. Vincent Lewis is still fast. Hayden yeah. Wild still fast. Johnny Brownlee still fast. There you go. That was basically it. Jessica Learmont is like ridiculously fast. So, yeah. Britain is really, really good. Yeah. Yep. Turns out. 
How about we jump into the topic for the day? All right. You guys, hey, raise your hand at the table if you own a bicycle. Yes. Yes. A few. Yeah. I do. <laughs> More than a few. Raise your hand if you spent too much bike money on said bicycle. No. I think I got screaming <laughs> deals. No. Um, we've all got some pretty nice bikes, so let's just call it what it is. And, and it's because, you know, we, we enjoy cycling. So you sometimes put your pension where your passion's at. I've said that to a lot of folks, that if it's something you really enjoy doing, invest in it, invest in you and enjoy doing it. Uh, the downside to that is when things kind of go awry, whether it be a bike crash, whether it be uh, an unsavory person uh, taking your uh, said bicycle and then walking off into the night with it. I I don't want to get into too many specifics here, but uh, I've got feelings there. Um, So same. And there's just a a lot in, we use these bikes too. So we also need to like be mindful of how we use them and, and protecting them. So the, the topic for today is just protecting your investment um, of your bicycle. You have spent money on this and it's something you love to do. And there's a lot of things that you can do to, you know, help minimize damage to it. Things that you can do to help from it getting stolen, things that you can do to help insure it in case something does happen. So I wanted to run around the table and see what we're doing to uh, mitigate the loss of our potential friend and uh, bicycle. Who's had a bike stolen here? Personal, personal bikes, zero shop bikes, five. (laughs) Never had a personal bike stolen, knocking on wood. Wood, yeah. Um, had a friend's. We had two bikes stolen from our house in undergrad, but. Yeah. 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 Matt, no. no bike stolen uh, that I can think of. You know, I take that back. I had a, uh, a Schwinn Stingray back in circa 1980, <laughs> oh, I think I know, it was. I was trying to think back. Like, Bullshit. That was stolen. I, we, I'd only had it for like a day, and I rode it up to some little market. And we've, we've gone to this little market when sure. we did a team the, training camp. I don't in know if Fallbrook. Well, it's actually Rainbow. Rainbow. A, a suburb of Fallbrook, if you will. I think I drank a Coke in the parking lot yes. there. Yes. So yeah. I oh, went you watching your bike? That's, yeah. the park, that's the parking lot that Watch it stolen bike. from. Yeah. 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 Was it you? Maybe it was Maybe it was you. I rode my bike over there was the best thing went inside for a minute came back out my bike was gone (sighs) disappeared like fart in the wind gone so anyway um i've had seven bikes stolen what seven seven all at once oh Oh, that's i knew that you had a big swoop of bikes i I lost a big swoop of bikes all in one go I don't understand. Well, yeah, Garage so was open. Your house is like a Fort Knox. That's, I don't understand. That's why my house is a Fort Knox. <laughs> okay. um, it, it, was, it was during the remodel. So uh, we're remodeling our home. There was no fence. Okay. Um, Sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm bothering Jake because I'm playing with the fidgeting Velcro, with Velcro like, and it's making noise. It's, it's like your nervous yes. tick as you talk about it this is. bike. This He's getting so pissed about it. Stolen. He's just grinding his teeth. That, that was the Velcro. That was Lance's teeth. So the home was being remodeled. So the home was you being had remodeled. No gate up. We had no gate up, and we weren't living there. Nobody was living there. And there's just tons of bikes in the garage. Well, they weren't in the garage. Um, they were, they out were out in the, in the shed. <laughs> They sitting were, on the street they yeah. were in a locked shed okay. and and i came to i came like it, they stole them like on a friday night somebody broke into the shed and took all seven they bikes. knew there were bikes in there i don't they must have or they came onto the they came on i don't know how they got seven bikes away i think they drove in with something i think they were hoping oh to God. S- to to steal something steal something from the work site yeah, yeah. because the there was site. stuff all over the place and uh, they got into the shed and were like, oh, there's all these bikes. And so they stole all seven Do you know it's one of the coolest videos I've seen? It's strangely satisfying to all cyclists who ever have to deal with these absolute low lives. But uh, there was a guy who tied a, like, invisible rope yep. kind of to a tree. 
and just leaned a bike up against it. And to watch these absolutely wretched human beings go and grab this bike, look around, and, and then, then jump on it right away and just snap their femur in half as they like fly over the handlebars. <laughs> I've seen that before. So it's satisfying. Funny, yeah. It was fantastic. There's another do, one. Do you see the guy who got pissed off at the guy who's running up with the camera? He's like, you're an idiot. And the guy's like, I'm going to sue you. It's like, are you really? You're going to sue me for the bike that you were just stealing next to the street? <laughs> There's another one where they, where they take the bicycle seat. And they, yeah. they punch a hole in the bicycle seat and oh put the God, seat yes. on a spring. Yes. Oh, no. So that the whole seat like drops like 12 inches and a pole comes out of the seat. So they jump on the bike and they doing? go and sit down and whoo oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, that this sounds is, horrible. I know, because whenever we're talking about like, how do we stop these things, just like, this make your it. house a fortress, make your house. It. It's like, no, you just want to make the bike way less... <laughs> If you make it way harder to steal the bike or way less enticing. What if there was some secret switch on your seat where you're like, right. this will I'm going to lo- lock yeah. out the, yeah. <laughs> the poker. Or or you should. Oh, the, if there, the thief poker. The thief poker. If there was like a way to like somehow make it incredibly hard for like the pedals to turn over all of a sudden. Just like anything to make it incredibly hard to pedal the bicycle. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. So Funny. how did that story plan uh, pan out for you? Um, okay, he stole seven bikes. They actually recovered two of them really? um, about two months later. And um, and then since then, I have built a fortress <laughs> <laughs> and gotten an, a, an evil oh, attack dog. I have a very vicious attack yes. dog. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Well, that's why my whole property is fenced with a yeah. gate and a code. And, yeah. and I mean, it's, yeah. it's not an easy gate to get over i thought that was just because you didn't want us visiting i thought that was part of it is to keep all you undesirables out of the compound (laughs) (laughs) and part of it is to protect my home so (laughs) i i I did make some different choices when i was fencing the property after that happened because of that so i think you're gonna see a lot more people start doing different home protection stuff in this region right now yeah well and not everybody can do that i'm just in a i mean i have i have fairly big piece of property for the middle of the city and so mm-hmm. i was just able to do something but yeah i we lost all those bikes now you were able to get some compensation for that though correct oh the thief did me a favor <laughs> what do you leave his id no um well, i had homeowners insurance i have a homeowners insurance yeah. and it had it had replacement value clause yeah. in it so i had items from the i had shed bikes that there. i had paid Four or five hundred dollars a piece for, but the replacement value was four or five thousand dollars. Nice. <laughs> so I was able to buy new, new bikes. Which what was the bike of, of the it. seven that we were like, oh, that was that one hurt the most. Was, that one was nice. Did he get a triathlon bike? Two triathlon bikes. You know, I've always thought that with thieves. It's like if you're just wearing like typical street clothes, riding on a time trial on bike time yeah. trial around time, like yeah. people are gonna uh, anybody who knows bikes gonna be immediately suspicious of you. It's like you need to piece and sell that right away because. <laughs> Um, I had a very, I had a classic uh, stump jumper mountain bike mm-hmm. that I, it was like a piece of art. I just, you know, I never rode it, but it, I just, I loved having it. And that, yeah. that's gone yeah. forever. My, my wife's bike that we, we had a hard time finding a bike to fit my wife properly. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. so she was extremely upset, but it was one of the bikes that was recovered. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. She yeah. still has it. So we, she still rides it. It's still mm-hmm. her road frame. Nice. Yeah. So that's awesome. But so is that insurance that you had, is that an elective thing that you need to add on to your policy or is that something that's just pretty much automatic with your, your standard it's a, it's homeowners a good insurance? Question. I, I should look into this. I, yeah. I, th- 
don't think it was added. I, I my my insurance guy is I don't know. He just was looking out for me. Yeah. I think a good insurance guy. Yeah. I had a good insurance guy. Yeah. He should be looking out for me because I have like 15 insurance plans with him because yeah. I own lots of properties. Yep. <laughs> and so they're all, you know, they're all insured through him and so I think he's been kind of looking out for me. Yeah. But you can't I mean, that was like a that was like a $30,000 claim to replace all those bugs. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And you can't have many claims like that before they'll just not renew you. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, let you go. <laughs> yeah. And that's stuff that I'm getting worried about here at the lab. Yeah. I mean, we've got three claims three in claims. in less than five months. Yeah. And yeah. that's that sucks. To so. any person trying to thief this, listening to this, we have put traps on every single bike in here. So if you want to steal <laughs> one, go ahead. But you might be impaled. And it will be on YouTube. <laughs> and it will be. Let's <laughs> okay. put GoPros on all of them so we can film you getting impaled. So here's <laughs> here's a good point. One of the reasons why I was able to get coverage for all those all those bikes is because. I hadn't written down serial numbers. That was dumb. I didn't write serial numbers down for all these bikes, but I had pictures of me with yeah. all these bikes, and I was mm-hmm. able to say, these bikes. are the bikes yep. that are all missing. Here's all the pictures. Yep. It's And this is what this bike is. This is what the value is. This is what the replacement value is. I'm, I mean, I made it simple for them because I had pictures of all those bikes. And this is why you post bike pictures on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> or, or have something, you yeah. know, have yeah. – have something with you on it. I think I have 400 pictures of me on each of my bikes <laughs> <Right>. individually. <laughs> well, I know that if somebody ran into a, some sort of scuttlebutt here and maybe lost their bike and they purchased a bike through the lab, let's say it was a BMC, I can actually go back and cross-reference that with some... Uh, with all the serial numbers. With all the serial numbers yes. on, on the documentation that I get from BMC. So if you came to me and said, Jake, somebody stole my, my team machine... Um, I said, yeah, sh- sure, Lance, let me get you the serial number so that we can, A, put that into the database, and yep. B, so that you can get that over to your insurance company. So that said, I believe most bicycle manufacturers will provide the retailer that same information. So if you did buy your bike new from a retailer, there's a good chance that you can track that down mm-hmm. if you need it in a pinch because you didn't yep. have it. But it's always a good idea to jot that information down because it's a valuable asset. It's an asset that you should you know, be keeping tabs of, and it should right. be insured so that if something goes wrong, you get it replaced. If you're not, if you don't own your home or have homeowners insurance, yeah, renters, renters insurance yeah. does the same thing. If you have renter insurance, yep. but that's something a lot of not not a lot of renters have Correct. is renter insurance because you have to like seek that out. It's not like a requirement when you Correct. when you have a mortgage on a home. Yep. Yeah. So it's something to kind of seek Actually, out. Actually, the apartment complex I was at before I moved in with Cassie was. Said uh, you need re- to have, or, or they offered it, or they required it. Ooh, that's a. Gr- I'm pretty sure I, I got it. I think they required it. Huh. I got it just because yeah, it was a yeah. highly robbed region. Yeah, right. so, yes. How about you, Matt? Have you ever? You've Nothing, never lost a bike, but do you stolen. do you take any measures to protect your investment of your bicycles? Uh, homeowners insurance if it gets stolen uh-huh. on the on the property. Attack I think is the way that rule works. Um, you know, attack pepper. Yeah, attack pepperoni. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's trained a vicious dog too. She's vicious. Yeah, I do have an invisible rope that. Uh-huh. Uh, there you go. Ethan's yeah, pretty handy with a skateboard too. But <laughs> free enemas. Uh, you know, one of my big fears is that my kids are going to destroy my bikes in the garage. <laughs> like really knock them over. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, I, absolutely. Like, it's funny. Like we talk about like thieves and stuff like that, but like, that's my Matt's biggest concern. Is his own it, children. Is own children. <laughs> and, and like, like my, when we were talking about the, sh- 
the rear derailleur like not shifting, you know, or whatever. Like, when did that? How did that get thrown off? And I was like, well, maybe, like maybe my yeah. kids messed something up, yeah. right? Like, it was, it's a, because I'll finish a ride and I'll put the bike in the garage. But usually, I will actually take it and move it inside the house because actually, when I'm doing those YouTube videos, I like for the bike to be in the background sure. and right. stuff. And the studio's and so, in the house. In the studio's. So I do try Which to move. a war zone. I do so. move the, yeah, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> but I do move the bike inside a fair amount, which I think does protect it a little bit. I mean, you'd have, you know, yeah, if they break into our house, there's lots of things. But going in all the way upstairs and going into the office upstairs. Getting it off the trainer. It's more. <laughs> throwing the back wheel on. Yeah. It's more work there. Right. Uh, of course, then the mountain bike's in the garage or whatever. And our garage is, it's right there. For the taking, there's no still. Sec- major security systems there. I think, um, you know, other things like I'm starting to think like, okay, protecting the bike. Um, we probably use like the little chain catcher strips on the bottom. Do you guys use those? You know, some sort of. I think the BMC came with it, right? Little. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you're talking piece? about like, um, yeah, uh, protecting the we frame. Should, yeah, we should frame. talk about how do you protect your frame of your bike. Some people will yeah. put pieces of tape there if they need to protect the, the BMC, frame. The the time machine comes with it. It comes yeah. with. Like and a it also piece. has like a well, it's like almost a gravelly type tape to it. It almost feels mm. like it's like a it's like a the rubber. It's, it's yeah. pretty thick. It's yeah. textured. Yeah. 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 Well, textured, before we you. move to frame protection, yep. have you had? Uh, do you have other things that have, that have happened to you, Jake, or no. ideas about how to protect how to protect do from want to theft? Do we well, talk about protection from theft? Yeah, yeah. He, just, he just has bookends. Well, he has the Schwinn <laughs> and then now. That's it. <laughs> everything was good between well, 1980 and 2020. <laughs> Thankfully, we have insurance here at the lab. But the downside to that is it carries a pretty heavy deductible. So each time that happens, it's a thousand dollars. So that's yeah. three thousand dollars that we're out, plus the the opportunity to have a bike to sell to somebody that wants to come in and purchase it, which is big right now because you can't bikes, get bikes. Yeah, it's in, in short supply. short supply exactly. So there is that, but I'm, at the end of the day, I'm just thankful that we do have insurance, and it does suck to lose that $3,000, but it's much better than being completely 100% out on five bikes. That's that's True. much, much better. So um, personally, it's just the homeowner's insurance policy, like everything that you guys have said. There are other kinds of insurances that you can get into, which will kind of cross over, segue into the, the damage part of things too, but they can cover the uh, the theft component. But there's actual like individual insurance policies that you can take out on bicycles for you know crash and for theft and for just general damage like you know let's say that you're out on a ride and you go down and you crack your frame you know like poor our our good friend jerry lawrence you know was racing out at pir and got caught up in a crash and him and probably somebody else jerry pruitt pruitt yeah crashed and uh his frame cracked him three different places the the, yeah the whole frame is completely demolished and totally granted he can take it to like a ruckus composites to get it fixed but that's 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 a pretty hefty price tag just to get that fixed in, in three yeah. different spots plus to paint match. So if yeah, Jerry that might be like fifteen hundred bucks just to repul- so, repair it. Yeah, and so, so you're starting to talk about like, well, is it worth it to you know to do that versus just buy a new frame? You know, because yeah. what's the value of that once it's all fixed? Granted, it, we know that it's going to be stronger. The integrity of it's going to be good because Ruckus does a good job. But are you going to buy a frame that's been repaired? Or is that a carbon fiber frame that's been repaired? I mean, I, I would ride it if it was my own and I knew the whole... Yeah. But if, if I went to buy a bike from you and I discovered that you've had it re- pl- or re- fixed because of a crash and it's been carbon fixed, Brian I'm probably going to walk away. Yeah, I would hesitate. Yeah. Yes. Unless the and price was, was really right. I was about right. to say, unless the price was great. <laughs> and then, yeah. right. and I'd be like, mm, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I said hesitate. So, <laughs> so Jake, I'll, I'll paint a scenario for you, segueing between bike damage and also like 
kind of insurance issues sure. too. So uh, I think I've told parts of this story before on, on this podcast. When I was in undergrad, I think it was my sophomore year or junior year of undergrad in Ohio, uh, at Ohio Northern, uh, my loop went out to the middle of nowhere. And uh, I was writing my lay, which was an aluminum frame. Yeah. Thank God for aluminum frames. Um, and there were two kids uh, messing yep. around on their dirt bikes you coming in and off the road. Before, yep. Yeah, and one of the kids swiped me. I don't really remember anything after that except for waking up in the ditch That's right. and the discussion of, I think he's dead. So <laughs> I get up and start screaming at the kids, getting angry. We discuss. I thought they were going to bolt. They didn't. One kid wanted to bolt. And I told them, I was like, I don't know where you boys live, but one of you staying here with me and one of you is going. Now, me being concussed at this time, there was probably a poor way for me to deal with this situation. So I'm going through this because <laughs> I want to know where in this I made poor decisions, which was all over sure. this entire situation. But I basically sent they, – they did not have cell phones on them. This is back in flip phone, Mara. So we basically had um, – I had one of the, the younger ones stay with me, so I kidnapped a young child, and then, <laughs> and then the other one went these home. These are how old? How old are these kids? They were, I think the youngest was like 10, and the older one was like 14, I think. <laughs> 13 or 14. But the 13 or 14-year-old's one who wanted to leave me for dead, so that 10-year-old was a great kid. That guy's dead. We're out of here. So in my head, I thought if the younger one stays with me, the older brother will not want to ditch this mm, kid. Smart move. So one of the bikes was broken, um, the, the one that hit me, obviously. They, he rides the other one home, gets his dad, who comes back in a truck to pick me up. I am at this point, <laughs> this poor man has to pull up on me bleeding everywhere. I mean, like, I am like, I look like I just came out of like a zombie massacre. Put my bike in the back of his truck. Dad is super nice. The 14 year old got a talking to and is like being apologetic. But I agreed when we got back after kind of coming in and out and really seriously being concussed at this point that. I was fine with just taking their number down, and he told me tomorrow I'm going to come by with a check for whatever we think the wheels uh, and the components are worth. The frame was fine because of lay aluminum frames. You could drop off right. the Grand Canyon. Like the and Nokia great. phone at that <laughs> era, right? <laughs> Which, for him, he was actually pretty happy. He's like, hey, man, that's a pretty tough bike. I was like, yeah, man, this is lay. But the wheels, tacoed <laughs> and toast because your son, your son sideswiped my front wheel. So, but, um, so I agreed taking only his phone number down. Uh-huh. That he was going to come back the next day with a check. He did. But did you know where they <laughs> lived or did you? No idea. Were, okay, so where did they yeah, drop you down. off at? They dropped me back off at my uh, apartment at school. Okay. Yeah, bloodied and really, really confused. He could have just never seen you never talk seen to you again. again. Could have never, could have given me a wrong number and never seen me again. How would you have done differently in you, that situation? Well, nowadays, what I would do is I would have him pull out his driver's license and I would take a picture of it. Yep. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I, that, that I, would be, I had a Samsung yeah. flip phone at that point. Right. It probably took pictures. Did I? I have no idea if that thing took pictures or not. But or you write down his license plate number. Yep. Yeah. That and driver's license if you can get it too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, jumping into the back of his truck was probably not smart because he could have also killed me and taken me out into a field somewhere. Also but that. That's, yeah. I'm going to bury this idiot. Guy was. Guy <laughs> was so. He was so nice. His kids. That 14 year old like wrote me a letter of apology to the next day when he came back, handed me the check. His dad made him hand me the check. Dude, awesome that's guy. that's like. Awesome Best guy. case scenario. Oh, yeah. I told those kids, I was like, I hope you still ride dirt bikes. He's like, my dad made me sell the broken one. I have to try and fix it too. I was like, learn a life lesson, young man. I'm sorry, but I hope. Because a lot of times people get hit and just drive away. Yep. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh my gosh, I think oh. I hit that cyclist. Nobody's around I completely here. understand the 14-year-old's first reaction when yeah, he hits like, me oh and I'm gosh. laying in the ditch and he's like, I might have just killed somebody. I'm going home. I was 14 once. I understand that mindset, but I'm I, his dad handled that so well. Yeah. 
I'd love to hear that kid's story to this day. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to go back and meet yeah. them. I, I really would. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. I hope those kids are doing awesome. So They're get, probably not listening to this, but if they are. Getting back to the, the scenario that I was talking about with Jerry, what if Jerry had some sort of like insurance policy on his bike where he could actually uh, replace the broken stuff? Do they make insurance policies for they broken do. frames? They do. They do. Yeah. And the the question that I have for that is like that that works great in certain scenarios. So there's going to be a deductible. So you're probably looking at somewhere in the ballpark of five hundred to a thousand dollars, which starts to kind of like yeah. be like all right. Um, and then the other part of it is like you're paying monthly for this, and so you're it's it's a total crapshoot. Like if you are the type oh. of person that knows you're going to crash. Then you probably should have that, but I mean, how many? Well, let me ask you, Lance. This is a good scenario. If you like, race crits, you should for sure okay, have just this for your road bike. Like, how many parts and pieces have we had to replace on that since you had your crash at um, Palomar Mountain? Um, we replaced the frame, we <laughs> replaced the wheels, <laughs> the replaced the wheels, and then replaced the wheels again. <laughs> then we replaced the wheels again because I, or we replaced the front wheel again because I hit, a rock hit or another yeah. rock. Yeah. Um, but the components were fine. That was it. Sure. But, you know, if we're replacing a frame, granted, we were able to get uh, BMC to help you out with the crash replacement. And it's that's like another thing. It's like, like six or seven thousand dollars total. A, a, there, isn't well, it? I mean, the frame, if it's just the frame, not the fork, just the frame, you're probably going to be in the ballpark of the MSRP on that frame and modules. Forty five hundred dollars. If it's just the frame that they're going to replace, you're probably going to be somewhere in that three thousand dollar price point if you're paying full retail for it. Correct. And if you're able to get like, say, 40, maybe 50 percent off, depending upon the manufacturers, a lot of manufacturers do offer that now in this day and age with COVID. That could be a little bit different. Like, is it worth it for you to have this replacement thing where you're going to pay like a five hundred or a thousand dollar deductible plus you're paying your monthly premiums versus just paying out of pocket and maybe trying to get that crash replacement and like mitigate some of the, the the loss of having to pay MSRP. Uh, yeah, I mean, does it does it make sense? It depends on if you're gonna if you think you're like, oh I'm gonna crash each year. Yeah. Once a year. Like, if you're the kind of guy that's doing a bike. Crash. I'm gonna total a bike each year. Yeah. If why you're, if why you're, is everybody looking at me? Yeah, because you do the most <laughs> dense schedule I, of racing so. here. I have crashed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of these insurance policies, I think you're going to be paying. It's about a hundred bucks a month, it can, and, and it can go up from there depending upon how much your bike is worth. So let's say you're paying twelve hundred dollars a year. Is it worth yeah. it for uh, for replacement? I don't know. There, I've I've always kind of gone back and forth in my head, and I've always opted not to go that route. But you know what? There are bikes that are twenty thousand dollar bikes. You There's know? that. And yes. so there. Well, I'm sure if you put that under your policy, that the premium rates are different than yeah. it would be if it was a three thousand sure, dollar bike. But sure. still, it's just. I think it depends on a. Are you gonna Are you gonna crash? Because yeah. some people know. Like yeah. I, I race crits. <laughs> going to go down yeah i think the yeah. metric that i was looking at matt just to go back on that was i believe it's a hundred dollars per ten thousand dollars and oh. that's a hundred dollars per month if i'm not mistaken that you're gonna okay. be paying for insurance on your bicycle yes yeah, so you're paying 1200 bucks a month then or 1200 a year on a nice racing bike yeah mm-hmm. yeah 1200 a year but yeah um a year. my bad yeah so would you guys take out a, a specific policy on just your bicycle for like say crashing we'll, we'll assume that you're going to have theft coverage through your home and I believe if you have a bike that's locked up to your car and it gets like the block yeah. that's got so I believe that falls under the guise of auto insurance. I've uh, had a couple of people that have, you yeah, know, had to go that. through that. Yeah. Like Mark Locked, if you know Mark, he yeah. lost a mountain bike when he was down in Bend. He was, had a really nice Kuwait bike rack and somebody came and just cut the, the cable on that and took off with his almost new mountain bike at the yeah. time. Yeah. And um, his auto insurance was able to hook him up and he got a, a new bike out of it. That's awesome. Because yeah. a lot of times the auto insurance companies will just deny it yeah unless you fight make them. sure you have good insurance yeah you know? 
Anyway, that, I don't know. I, for me, I'm just kind of like, that's like a six of one, half dozen other kind of situation. If I'm going to take out insurance policy on an actual bike, just the bike itself, I'm going to probably roll the dice and, and hopefully if, if something goes awry or goes bad, then I can work something out to get if, some sort of like a crash replacement. If I had one bike that I rode all the time, yep. I think I might consider that. But you got a quiver. <laughs> I have more than one. Let's just say I have more than one bike that I ride all yep. the time or that I race all the time, and it just. Do you think uh, Iron Man has insurance for their professional triathletes' bike coverage if it gets stolen? Dude. I'm completely joking. Of Heck course they no. Don't. They yeah. probably do, and it probably costs. They a probably, lot of money. It's for probably you. covered in my salary from them. Hey, actually. let me yeah. tell you guys. Um, insurance, the insurance business. Oh, it's good. It's good business. It seems like, you know, and I. I think good so business usually doesn't money. like shelling out money to people that aren't in their business. <laughs> yeah. They like to keep it to make even more money. Yes. Huh. Well, well I, while I, we're talking about theft, do go. you want to talk about the air tags? Uh, yes. I was going to get into that. Um, okay. As a matter of fact, I, they're over here in this cabinet. <laughs> and we'll, we'll just kind of jump into that that whole arena right now. Um, aside from putting invisible ropes on our, our bikes and watching people <laughs> crash funny. Uh, yep. There and are four pack. Or there's the four pack. It's a hundred bucks for four Apple air tags. And you guys watch the GP llamas. Um, yep. His page channel. on, yeah. on mm-hmm. yep. channel on uh, YouTube. YouTube. He actually did a bit on that when those came out yeah. this past summer. And he was talking about the four different locations, the four most popular locations that people put them in. The first one was inside the stem. So you take off the, the, you know, the, you can take off the, the handlebars and there's usually like a void inside the stem and just putting it in there, like taping it or whatnot. Um, another one was up on underneath the seat. Um, another one was in a 3D printed water bottle cage piece that actually goes between the water bottle cage and the frame, and it just looks ah. like it's part of the bottle cage. And, and I'm drawing. Oh, I think the, the last fourth we won't mention, so that anybody listening to this thinking <laughs> of stealing a bike won't know where yeah. the fourth option could be. And <laughs> I, I believe the fourth option was just underneath the um, the bottom bracket on the bottom of the frame. And he started doing a bunch of tests um, with these air tags in there, and he basically set up his bike in a park and then he had his phone you have to have a specific phone to to enable the the, the close proximity mm-hmm. what do they call that it's just whatever like the, the the microscopic tracking so that it like actually walks you up to the actual thing yeah. it's like you're, i think you have to have a modern iphone i think it's a new 12 if i'm not mistaken 11 or the 12 um i think well it's a more modern yeah. uh, it has to have a specific thing inside of the the apple phone but anyway the long story short was the one inside the stem worked absolutely nothing at all. It, it it did not pick up at all. It's just being inside that metal stem. It just the phone could not pick it up and it could not track it at all. Um, so it, the the AirTag actually has to be able to to ping the the Apple Mesh network, and Matt's probably going to be a good resource on this. But all Apple devices create this mesh network, and they will all communicate with each other. And so if anybody like like I could unknowingly walk by an AirTag and not even know it. My phone will, will ping right. that AirTag and then it will send it up to the, the Apple Cloud ah. Network and then everybody can see where that device is. Like they're using my device to create this mesh network to show where things are at, even though they're not showing my phone in particular, but my phone's a part of this network. So, And the AirTags themselves, if I'm not mistaken, can help create the, the mesh network. And that's what makes their mesh network so... That part might not be true, but... The, the AirTag? The AirTag, yeah, it doesn't... One AirTag doesn't talk to another AirTag? Not that I'm aware of. I was under the impression okay. it did, it might, but I could be wrong. We can look into, into that. Into but, that much, but let's just say, though, that arguably the biggest cell phone network in the world, or just cell phone in general, is going to be yes. the, the Apple you know, ecosystem. Like, there's more, air, like, they have more phones out there than Android, right? Or at least here in the United States. 
In the U.S., yes. In I the world, no. Android's bigger. Is it? Oh, really? Yes, worldwide, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, by a lot because they're more affordable. Huh. Um, but that being said, there's a very good chance that if you have an AirTag yeah. on your wherever, there's an iPhone that's going to be close yeah. enough. So and the competitor to the Apple AirTag is the Tile I tile, yes. yeah, that's called tile, but those all talk to each other, and that's how they create their mesh network. And I don't the think tile is usually what people put on like their keychains and stuff, right? Correct. Yeah, and that's what people are doing. Yeah. So okay. you have to think that that's the next biggest competitor to the Apple stuff, and the Apple's going to be far bigger than that of tile, if I'm not mistaken. If, if you were to take an AirTag and throw it in the woods where there would be no iPhone that would walk past it, it you're would screwed. Not get found. No, yeah, it exactly. Not get found. Yeah, so so. The, 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 the point of the story is, is like the tag AirTag needs to be able to connect or ping off of something, whether it be a yes. phone or something that's going by. And the chances of the would-be robber having an iPhone are probably pretty good because, you know, like if or you were someone to in his yeah, network, somebody yeah, somebody's right going to have an iPhone because like all four of us sitting they're, at the desk, I mean, they're just, bringing the bike back to somebody yeah. who has an iPhone, or sure. yeah. they could be driving by somebody, yep. or they could be walking yep. by somebody and just going to mm-hmm. it's going to ping them. So, but the AirTag, the important part is it has to make connection with a phone, and the one that was put in the stem wasn't able to pick up any signal at all. So it's really? it's like, what kind of was it metal stem? It was an was alloy it? stem. Yeah. So it wasn't okay. able. Now I don't know if that changes if it's a carbon stem, but I it would just, think that that would yeah so make a difference. Then he started doing the same test with the one under the bottom bracket. He did the same test with the one in the water bottle cage, the 3D printed little holder. And then he did the one under the seat. And the two that worked the best were the ones in the water bottle cage and the one under the seat. Those two worked better than all of the others. So those were the two locations that he said were best. Um, there's got to be a few other spots on the bike that might be a good place to put stuff. Um, I'm thinking maybe under a hood cover. Um, you can maybe slide one up in there. It makes it a little bit bulky. Oh, yeah. Um, they're they're like idea. a they're bigger than a quarter. They they're are. like half dollar size, right? Yep. Yeah. And they're thicker, obviously. So similar to a quarter. They I would have think. a uh, under they, the hood wouldn't be. They bad. have um. They have a battery. They're, they're thicker. They, they're thicker. They do. They have okay. So it's they have a two zero three two battery. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. probably what adds to its thickness. And when you get them, you basically pull this now, little tab to honest question. The battery. Yeah. If you have this information, what do you do with it? Like, let's say somebody stole your bike from your house. I mean. Do you contact police so, directly? What so do you, yeah. two things. I've seen this. Like, if, if the police get involved and you press charges, things like that, your bike goes in as evidence. And I think that there's some delay with you getting your bike back, supposedly. Uh, well, a little uh, bit. You just have to prove it's yours. Yeah. But, but what if then, you have a race that weekend? No. But if you, but <laughs> one of the things a lot of people are doing are just like, you go and you're just like, hey, that's my bike. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. So now, are, are you able to send this information like directly to your local precinct or is there, you know, I mean, what, what I'm is sure that? that they're willing to use that. I don't know if they can it's all new. This is all yeah. new. Yeah, it's true. You this most likely would have a contact with your police that you've already you've already made a claim saying, hey, yeah. I'm missing this mm-hmm. bike. And you would have a phone number for somebody. You would call them and say, hey, my Apple AirTag pinged and this, this is the location. Yeah. And there's actually quite a few YouTube videos of people with their bikes getting stolen and, and then trying to recover with air tags. Yeah. There was okay. a guy that he's the one that did the one where he sent an air tag to, I think it was to North Korea. He sent one to Tim Cook and he sent one to someone else. Like, I think it was, I don't know. He just sent it to some like notable people around the world. Mm-hmm. And then he tracked the air tags as they traveled across the world. And, and once they landed in these respective people, um, I, I, and I watched his video, he actually um, did a video that he put an air tag inside a, a, a set of keys and another one on his bicycle. And he wanted to just to test it and see how yeah. it was. And then he said, Oh, and stay tuned for a video that I'm going to talk about that did these things. And it has since come out. I haven't watched that video yet, mm-hmm. but um, I know that it's had millions and millions of views, which was kind of interesting. And 
going back to the video that he made about the keys and the bike, um, the keys one was actually kind of interesting because he was able to pick it up and it pinged and he was somewhere in Europe and it ended up traveling, I think it was 300 kilometers away to a little town in Germany. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go try and claim these things now because this person stole the keys and I just wanted to see if I can get them back. I want to see if this works. So he, he saves up money and he takes his long train ride. I think he said he spent like three or 400 euros just to oh get there. God. And then um, he gets there and like he got it to ping and he was able to get there. And if you look at the phone, when they actually show the whole thing working, it'll show on a map where it's at, but then you start to use the fine... Um, closer detail the closer detail whatever and it kind of has like all these like little particles bouncing around and that means it's made connection with it but it can't give you like the specific thing because it'll change from that to another screen that will actually show like all right here it is so it gives you a heading and it tells you how many feet you are away from the the device he couldn't get it to go to that stage but he knew he was close and he knew that he was probably within 20 30 40 feet but he got to this apartment complex it was like a multi-unit place he couldn't get in there he couldn't get it to ping and he even like convinced people to let him into the courtyard and People were trying to walk him around, and he was trying to like you know connect with it, and he got really close, but he couldn't ever get there. And he actually made two trips to this town to make it happen. I think he oh said he spent gosh. over a thousand dollars when it was all said and done. And he said the best thing he got out of it was a big old plate of German schnitzel and a big <laughs> German beer, stuff like that. Not a bad but, trip. <laughs> so so that one didn't necessarily yeah, work. Um, yeah per se and that's one of those situations like if it's a condensed area and then you can't get access to all these places and you can't get it to give you the exact locations like what are places what is the police department going to go and start going door to door to see if they can find your bike if that's what you're the situation that you're going to be in yeah uh, who knows but who the knows? bike story was a little bit better in that he finally got somebody to steal his bike. He said he tried like 14 or 15 times to get people to steal his bike, leaving it out all over the place and leaving it outside overnight, taking it to parks. Nobody would ever That's take amazing. it. That's amazing. Somebody's trying try to get somebody to steal yeah. your bike. They can't, but... Finally, <laughs> someone... Break into your house. <laughs> someone break into a shed and steal yeah. seven of yours. Right. Yeah. Finally, somebody does steal it, though, and he's like, all right, sweet. Somebody stole my bike. Let's see if we can do this. And sure enough, he got it to ping, and he can see that the bike was moving around. He finds and sees where it finally stops, and it's at another gated complex of... Um, um, I think we'll call it like a, a lower income housing kind of thing, but it was behind a gated security. I don't know exactly what the deal was. So he actually went up. He explained the story to the security guard. The security guard actually escorted him in. They drove around and the same thing. They couldn't get it to actually like give him actually the, locate yeah. the specific it, spot. It, it gets it gets to a point Oof. where it says, all right, it's 30 feet this way. And it'll tell you like as you're getting closer, it'll just like start counting down the numbers. They couldn't get to that, that notion. So he's ah, crap. So he ends up giving up and he goes back home, but he's still, still tracking it like he sees another day that all of a sudden he gets a ping that it moves and it goes to some train station and it goes to walks to the end of the train station comes back and this is you know just little things that are happening or maybe that was the keys i don't know but he sees the bike moving around finally he sees it again and he goes out and he's like i'm like i see it it says that i'm 800 feet away from it and i think um he ended up running to the location but the guy had already ditched the bike but he found the bike and got the bike back and oh, he wouldn't have been able to track it down otherwise without the, the, the guy know he was being tracked i don't i don't know but he ditched it outside of a um like a, a housing or something like that and maybe like the the security guard tipped the kid off or whoever it was that took him that took his bike yeah, but wow. the, the the net of the story was is he was able to get his, his bike back and it was able to be something that he tracked and if somebody had stolen the bike without that on there he would have no idea he wouldn't no, have, he would have never been able to find it yeah, didn't no. know if it was halfway around the world or like two well, stories and this is and this is the only thing that i get nervous about with people around here trying this is like yeah, i mean if you're we you know generally somebody who's going to steal a bicycle is not your most savory character so if you're going out vigilante yeah. style against them but you don't know what situation you're jumping into there no. yeah. that's yeah that can be uh, that's dangerous yes. yeah exactly yes but 
I mean, you, you you think about. I know this is a terrible story to bring up, but you know when Jay got, you know, attacked. I mean, if he had this technology oh, like yeah. this, I am sure those guys were carrying something, yeah. knives on him, anything. I mean, they yeah. would harm him for sure. They already tried to kill yeah. him once. But so, so yeah, for for us here at the lab, like we generally find out pretty quickly that something happened because somebody comes in, they break whatever, and they they get into the building. They take a bike, and the alarm's going off. So that triggers us to start looking because the alarm company then calls the the appropriate people. Yes. The authorities are called, and then we're all alerted to it. And if I know that somebody's broken into the building within 15, 20 minutes, the first thing I could do is pull that up and say, hey, police that are just showing up there. This is where they're going. This is where it's at. Take my phone. Just give it back to me when you're done. Go get them. Yeah. Why is that not a, a viable solution? It should I be. Know. I don't know what the rules are. No. I'm sure that the the thieves all listen to this podcast are now going to be going over <laughs> yeah. these uh, bikes with a fine tooth comb to you know find out where the air tags are. The air tags are. Jake, you've got some secret spots to hide stuff. Oh yeah. Not yeah. talking. Not talking about but it online. But yeah, I mean, this sauce. this technology is just going to get better. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, there's a lot of downsides to these things. Like you get like stalkers and things like that. They're going on, and that's another thing is there is a little function on there like. If it gets orphaned and and they it could be in a stalking kind of a situation, it starts to like chime and and it will alert people. Like if it sits oh, idle, God, I, I think for three think days, it'll awful. it'll make a chime like, "Hey, I'm here." And like if that if you have that on, you're like, "I didn't put that on me. Why is this making noise?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, these things will like ding. If it if they sit idle for three days and they're quote unquote orphaned, they'll they'll make a little like it's a real subtle little apple. This is some chime. like awful Black Mirror Ding. episode yeah. right now. So, oh my gosh, that's true. Oh. So. Yeah. Oh, this is completely off topic. Have, have you guys seen the new Ray-Ban sunglasses that are coming out with the Facebook? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. What? They have Whatever. like a camera in them. And you cannot. Wait, what? You have to look <laughs> for these things. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're sunglasses that have, yeah. they actually have a, a camera that will record videos. Oh, my God. And they have speakers in the arm it's things. Yeah, so like it's like the bone conduction stuff. Yes. Which is fantastic. So, But, Evan, if, if you saw these sunglasses on me, you would have no idea that you're on my YouTube they or, look like or you're on my Facebook or you're on my or Instagram. Or that you're being filmed. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's off topic. That's another time. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's a, that'll be the topic next episode. We're <laughs> we're gonna go down the rabbit hole of what is an invasion of your privacy. <laughs> if you are wearing sunglasses that are recording me, I think that if you're somebody who wears those without telling somebody you're recording them, you deserve to be punched. That's terrible. <laughs> like. Well, anyway, so there's there's this whole air tag developing industry and these things are only going to get smaller more lightweight more, you know, more sophisticated better firmware but i mean this is the first generation and they're already able to do some pretty cool stuff with them and the apple network is ginormous so it's gonna work and it's only going to get better so that's a good way for us to consider protecting your bikes yeah. is this something that you guys would consider putting on all of your bikes i i bought a four pack Did and you? yeah and i'm i'm planning on putting two on two bikes I mean, I just... I am now considering I'm, this, yes. It's yeah. one of those location things. It's like, I'm not sure exactly where to put it on the bike. So. It really does matter. I mean, you don't want it to be out yeah. there for the world to see, because obviously that's well, going like to thwart your... fall off when I'm mountain biking, Exactly. Right? I think the 3D printed bottle cage thing is probably a pretty good thing to do. But as the thieves become more savvy with this, they're going to look that and, hey, there it is. What would maybe be a good idea is you if could you... put it in your saddlebag. I just don't know... If Thieves take that off when yeah. they, if they're like stripping the bike hey, apart. Hey, tubes, tubes go for pretty good on the black market. That's so, right you know. now, things are hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, got other, I got other ideas, Matt, that you and I can talk about off air. Okay. But um, 
yeah, yeah. that's a, a pretty good little opportunity there for us to protect our investments. Let's get into the actual protection, and, and this is getting a little long too. Let's get into the protection of the actual frame itself. Like there's stuff like Ride Wrap. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that company, but mm-hmm. and there, you know, lizard skin makes stuff too. But things that you can actually put on your bike to protect it from things like rocks flying or helicopter tapes, another popular helicopter one that a lot of tape. people use, and that's actually what I recommend to a lot of folks. It's a little bit on the expensive side, but you put that on there, and it's pretty bulletproof when you're talking about gravel and Where chunks you, of stuff flying you at your put, bike. Do you put a strip of that like? along the where the front wheel would kick up rocks yeah on the do down tube down tube yeah on bottom, the down tube the and bottom of the down and tube. on the on the chain stays and on the chain stays, especially underneath the the chain the you bottom side there. of the chain stays nope no. just the top just the for top. where the where the chain, chain would slap it so yep. it protects the frame there and a lot of times people put it um we've had some bikes come into the shop where they were bike packing a lot yeah. And they're putting on frame bags. Yep, that makes and sense. And you put them. You can put that tape in places where you'd be holding on the frame bag mm-hmm. to just to prevent the rub from like the Velcro straps from yeah. from ruining the paint job. Not a bad idea. Yeah. So that's cool. That's that's something that could be very helpful to the the, the longevity of your yeah. frame. Yeah, and I also think like if in the back of your mind you're planning on like I'm going to use this bike for two three years and then I'm going to resell it. Like yes, you need that's the, a f- yeah. that's perfect opportunity to be like, hey, I'm gonna just do a couple little things, you know. Sometimes it's just like put a piece of tape in this spot where a cable rubs or whatever it is, and it's just like that's the thing. And you can take it off when you're gonna sell it and make sure everything looks really Correct. sharp and clean. You can and clean that like tape off. That just stuff fine. makes such a big difference when you're selling a bike. But right, little scratches. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you're buying a bike and there's no scratch on it, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy took care of his bike. This is, uh, not like Matt. <laughs> Doesn't look like one of my bikes. Yeah. I, my my road bike, like the very first time I packed it in the van, I scratched the top too. Oh. <laughs> I had the bike like two weeks, oh brand new frame. That's usually when scratches happen. That's <laughs> yeah. the first like month Freaking you own the bike. Yeah, you just scratch the no, top. Too. It's just gonna happen. It's, just get out of the way in the first month. <laughs> exactly. Just have the one spot you scratch, and then you're good. Right. Yeah. Hey Matt, do you want to say goodbye real quick? I'm off to cross country practice. Got to go coach the kids. This is fun and all, but. Uh, you got you got responsibilities. <laughs> I gotta go coach some kids. Catch <laughs> you guys later. All right. Uh-huh. Can All right, I race Matt. your kids? Yep. This, hey, this year what video point? do we have coming out yeah. this this coming week? Just real quick. Um, last week I did the Garmin Forerunner 55. That's I good think video. I'm gonna do the Brighton computer. Nice. This week, yeah. if I can find some time to work on it. I would like to reiterate what DC Rainmaker said about your last video. Excellent introduction, oh. dude. That was beautiful. Thank you. That's so good at that. I, your swim yes, form doesn't well, suck either. My swim form's not beautiful. No, it's it's actually more it's prettier than you think it is. It really is. All right, dude. Later, guys. Okay, take care, bud. All right, where are we at? We're talking frame protection. Frame we protection. were talking frame protection. I had to run to the loo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so frame protection, what are you guys doing? What are you guys putting any extra additions on your, your bicicletas? I, I I haven't, other than the chain stays. Yeah. I don't worry about my road bike too much. Um, gravel bike, I've got some nice down two protectors on there, and, and these all came stock on the BMC, which was kind of nice. Yeah. I just didn't buy carbon for my cross bike. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> my cross yeah. bike just gets crappy now, then it's okay. The BMC came with like these integrated like sticker panels on the on yeah. the down tubes yep. to kind of protect yeah. the most the sensitive the, areas. Yeah. yeah, the spot that gets beat up the most, yep. where your front wheel is kicking rocks yeah. straight into. Yep. And for you folks out there that are I still running of paint missing all <laughs> yeah. over my frame, but <laughs> running exposed cables like the housing, whether it be brake lines, hydraulic brake lines, uh, hydraulic, not just standard brakes, all that other stuff that comes out of the stem and then it um, or the, the handlebars and goes around your tube. Put some stuff on your head tube. 
especially yeah. if that is touching because if you put lots and lots of miles on your bike and you turn and all that stuff, those things will rub like divots into the Correct. frame. They'll t- not only take out the, 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 the paint, but mm-hmm. they'll take out the carbon too. And that will actually weaken, de- weaken and devalue your bike. Yes. So yeah. those little stickers that you can put on there, they're worth their weight because they don't the cost very much. The entire top tube area, or the, the entire head tube area was like yeah. rubbed. Yeah. Yeah. From, from the cables. From the paint. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All spots around absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, Anything else that you guys want to touch on to protect your bicycle investment? Get some good bike handling skills. Don't crash it. There you go. I was going to say, yeah, just. <laughs> That's right. Never leave it anywhere. Just ride it all the time. Yeah. Nobody can steal your bike. Oh, you're you know, constantly funny, riding it. <laughs> uh, like, I, ve- I very rarely, like, cafe stop with my no, with don't. my spendy road bike nope, ever yeah never because i will bring it into the coffee shop i don't like you can't bring that in I'll be like cool i'm not getting coffee today. yeah that's fine okay. <laughs> i'm just gonna go somewhere yeah. else no there's if you live in near if you live where i live or if you live in downtown portland and you leave your bike outside the coffee shop you are just tempting yeah somebody there yeah, uh, there are a lot of crazy people who live in downtown Vancouver, and they will gladly sprint up, grab a bike, and run away with it. No, I know this just because I know you guys, but um, I don't, and I know that you guys haven't done this. But what do you think about the ceramic coating that people are putting on their bikes now? Have you seen that kind of stuff where like nothing sticks to it? It's like Teflon, and it's just crazy, and stuff rolls right off of it. Oh no! And I supposedly seen that. it really? provides a level of protection. But if you think about it, if dirt can't stick to it, and water's just rolling right off of it, and it's nice. hydrophobic, and all that other fun stuff. Not having that on there, and if it's just hitting to the ground, it's going to decrease the imp- the friction that you're going to get from dirt and all that other stuff. Right. So it's going to kind of safety make you faster. Yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> is that cheating? <laughs> I think that might be something that, for us to look into for a video one of these days. So that's interesting. There's there's companies that will actually do this for you. They'll con- they actually do it for cars. Too, oh yeah, they've been doing. Of, oh yeah, when I used to detail yeah. cars at the shop, that's what we did all the time. And yeah. you know they're doing it that's on basically bicycles. What armor and, all does to your wheels. Yeah, and then yeah. there's you know product that you can buy now to put on your your bike to to coat it. So I don't know. I, I think there's something there. I think there's something worth looking that's into. That's pretty cool. So the last couple things is set your privacy zones on Strava. So folks can't find out where you're riding to all the time. Yep. And you're posting up pictures on Strava of your beautiful bike. And next thing you know, someone's like, I'm going to go take that bike. And let me see where Lance Sapelo yep. lives. Right. Yeah, Lance. I know. <laughs> and then. Piper is trained to kill. Yes. For anybody listening <laughs> to this. She will trained tear your throat out. Yeah. She's sneaky, too. <laughs> you won't know she's coming. <laughs> and that's about it. That's it for me on that topic. Anything else from you guys? We're good? No. Let's shut this bad boy down. Let's do one last thing. Who wants to go first? You guys want Rochambeau for it? I'll go because I got very little to talk about other than I'm going to race again this this weekend. weekend. Hopefully that Corn Cross race will happen to go down. I'm expecting a bigger crowd there and a lot more teammates out there racing because it's it's within like half an hour of Portland. So From the Vancouver area, how long is that drive? Uh, it's like 45. 45 minutes. Okay, that's not too bad. It's, it's in the town of Boring, Oregon. Yeah, oh, it's in Boring, boring. okay. Yep. Yep. It's in Boring. One of the so. greatest places <laughs> it's, <laughs> in, it's, in it's, this wonderful state of Oregon. It's on your way to Mount Hood from the Portland area. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Evan Price, one last thing. I'll be racing Saturday in Sweet Home, Oregon. Very hilly course. Probably going to be storming, maybe rain as long as there's not lightning. I'm all for it. It's going to be a slow, muddy, awful day. Exciting. Which be great. I'm excited. Are you going to be the best of the West? I better be. There's unless I'd lose to the young kid again, which if I can't, I can't keep on using, losing to people in their early twenties. <laughs> 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 I'm 
You're so happy to be 30 years old now. It's not even funny. Well, now now it's a great built-in excuse because when I lose to anybody in their mid-early 20s, I'm just like, well, you know, I'm past my prime. So. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, what is the peak age for a pro triathlete? Oh, I'm planning on being – I better be super fast when I'm like 35, 36. I, I know I got like five, six more years. Like of all faster. the biggest names that you can think of, what was the average age of all of them? Um, Over the Ironman distance, a lot of guys agree that you got to be like – years into the sport so for plenty of guys i think on average you're going to see like early to mid 30s i think yeah. for women it's even later i think wow but you, um you i mean build that jan Ferdano's like 40 endurance. years old right, right. Now. Fitness, so yeah, yeah. and right. jan Ferdano is bar none the fastest in the world right now unequivocally yes. it's not even an argument anymore so huh. yeah cool my one last thing is lance and i are gonna have a video coming out pretty soon about tubeless tires fantastic should be fun <laughs> we, we recorded this a little while ago but i'm starting to get back into the rhythm of things and we've got a video coming out and we're, we're wondering why aren't all people riding tubeless on the road that's a good question yeah that's a good question so you have to mm -hmm. watch that video when it comes out i know should be good it should be good yeah we're up gosh we're almost at 1.5k subscribers on we our youtube channel 1500 mm -hmm. subscribers on youtube but how much money is that in youtube world now? nothing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think we've made nothing. like 78 cents <laughs> that's how much it is <laughs> we're paying them yeah. we've had some really nice compliments though and we have people that have said some really nice things in the comment sections of some of our videos and that really just makes me happy i don't know it I, it, uh, it spurs us on to continue to exactly. do it so yeah we should, we should go all in on that stuff so yeah. wait that's uh that's a wrap for this podcast number one 86. 14 to go until we hit 200. Ooh. Yeah, that's a lot. We do appreciate everybody listening. We will catch you next week. Until then, bye for now.